we're here today. I got the truth again. I have Mellow Miller, and I am the spoken word. And today we're just going to come with a little movie review for you. And I'll just give you a little hint on what that is. It starts off a little something like this. What is high? What is higher? What is learn? What is learning? You see what I'm saying? So we're going to do higher learning for y'all today. So I'm going to let my man, the truth, go ahead and get us started. Can I add this to the intro? Before we, before we hand it over to, for some of y'all viewers that, you know, uh, don't know what Technicolor is and, and uh, you know, before the, the HD and all that, um, we apologize. We had to have our, our buddy, you know, look it up and rent the, the, the what is it, the Betamax he had to rent uh, Fox to go see. Yeah. It, you know? So so we apologize to you, Fitz. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. We, we, we Blu-ray over here, baby. Don't worry about that. I got that Blu-ray copy. What's up? Let's go. <laughs> My VHS wasn't good enough. Let's go. Let's go. Remastered. Go ahead. Go yep. ahead. Hey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so as, as as Mr. Spoken Word has stated, we are going to review higher learning. So we got three questions today that we're going to go over. Um, it's going to be more of a, a, a roundtable discussion. So um, one thing that I want to mention before we get started, if you know, if you are watching this, hopefully you're subscribing. Hopefully you are um, liking, you know, hitting those notification buttons because we definitely would love comments, especially on this one. We want comments on all of our videos, but we definitely would love some comments on this one because this one is a pretty, pretty good movie to talk about um, because there is some relevance to some things in that movie that still holds true today. Um, so there are three questions um, that we're going to go over. So um, we'll go ahead and jump into the first question. So um, gentlemen, so the first question is, is we know that um, there was, you know, a person that was in the movie by the name of Malik, played by Ormeyer Epps. Um, he was on scholarship, quote unquote, um, at this particular school um, in this movie. And uh, we do know um, he was facing some adversities and things like that um, as he was at the school being on scholarship and also trying to be a student athlete at the same time. So, uh, the first question is, is, um, how would you think, um, the NCAA, like their hold, is there any hold on students today? Um, and how would that relate to, you know, colleges and, and things of that nature as of today? Do you think there's a hold that NCAA has on the students there? And, and, and if so, how does that relate today? Uh, let me, let me start off on that mellow. Uh, I, I'll say yes. Um, but I first want to touch on something in the movie anyway, when it came down to it, um, that feeling that he had in the movie from the beginning of being kind of naive in regards to just feeling itself, Hey, I'm a superstar, you know, I'm kind of the big man on campus, you know, even though he came in, you know, as this quote unquote superstar rookie freshman, um, to, kind of seeing and opening up to the reality that um, college is a business and whatever you're doing for him, he was a track runner. If you don't run, you ain't, get, you, you won't have no scholarship. Uh, the reality is even in today uh, and I'll use the NCAA, like you said, the NCAA don't care about uh, student athletes. 
uh, it's a business. It's a big business. It's big money that's in play there, uh, which is why you you see some of the decisions made. Athletes, um, it's not made for, uh, you know, uh, thinking of them uh, uh, from any kind of level, uh, to be quite honest with you. Um, so uh, is there a hold? No question there's a hold. Um, think about how much money the NCAA makes every year and to do what? To do what? What do they, what do, they do? You know, uh, that's something that you got to think about. Um, and uh, I think I touched on, like, when I watched Higher Learning and I saw a couple things um, that were, I say that stuck out to me. There was a part in the movie, and I believe they were playing Monopoly, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Omar Epps, uh, he went over and he was playing, uh, and he was talking to, um, I forgot his name, Ice Cube's character in the movie. Uh, and they were sitting down having a talk. And in the end of that talk, after uh, the discussion, and I quote, uh, this isn't me saying it, this is just a quote from the movie. He told him, he said, run, nigga, run. And yeah, that right there hit home in regards to um, really the whole that the NCAA and even what they were trying to depict in that movie. And I know a lot of people would be like, well, they're on scholarship. They give free education, you know, so on and so forth with things like that. But people don't understand the things that athletes, student athletes go through. Um, there's a lot that you endure, you know, uh, whether it's from the studying, whether it's the travel, uh, the, you know, the time away, a lot of pressure to perform, uh, you know, when you're on scholarship. Uh, people don't, may not understand this, but your scholarship is not guaranteed for the next year. Uh, when you're on scholarship, your expectation is to perform year in and year out. So um, just there, there's just a lot of things there that you can that you can pull, you know, just from that scene. Uh, I mean, think about it now. They're just now making progress with allowing student athletes to uh, benefit from the use of their own name and likeness. And I mean, think about that. This is 2020 and, and players are just now being able to benefit from being who they are. Uh, you know, before this, you know, they would, you know, suspend them, take away championships, uh, you know, count them as ineligible, all kind of stuff. Uh, I, I think of uh, the situation with James Wiseman. Uh, my understanding on that, Penny helped him out when he was like 12 years old. And the kid wasn't even in high school. Uh, I don't know all the ins and outs, but it's just one of those things where the NCAA will, uh, you know, they'll do any and everything that they can. Uh, to really kind of control things, and they also always try to control the narrative. Uh, but I'll stop. I'll stop with that. Go ahead, Melo. I know you gotta. You want to chime in on that? Yeah, I mean, I'll be the first to say that um, I prefer I prefer the college ranks to not become the professional ranks. I do understand um, things probably need to be modernized in certain ways it's a model that hasn't been static, you know, and it's been, you know, the same way for a long time. But I, I think the, 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 the scholarship is, is a form of compensation. It may not be all that's needed, but it is some compensation that, that uh, take it from a father who has, you know, a daughter in college. Um, it is stressful. How are you going to pay for this class, this book, this supply, 
And um, if you got some of that squared away, that is a, that is one stressor that's off you. But as the movie depicted, he had a whole different stress on him that, that was added from being in that spot. Mm. You know, you don't perform. It's not like another job where you go get you a different job. They pulling that whole scholarship out, and it's and it's harder um, to find a job that's going to actually compensate you in the way that a scholarship would. So there's pros and cons to it. It's it's complicated. It's to me, it's not just you can be all one way or the other. I think it's got to be a mixture to, to really find a solution. But I agree. I agree. Um, you know, so I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm in, in when I take leave the movie and I come into the real world. I just think that when you open up that Pandora's box, you better regulate it. You better put some limits in, on it because then it's going to be a bidding war. It's going to be free agency. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and that's, it's, it's, it's like that now, but behind the scenes, right? Look at Louisville, uh, look at Louisville, how they basketball, you know, got caught up Connecticut, uh, anywhere John Calipari went. Uh, so Kentucky probably going to have to get rid of some of that stuff <laughs> at some point. I mean, what are we talking about? You know what I mean? So anyway, to bring it back to the movie, um, that's all I really just complimenting, uh, you know, complimentary, you know, addition to what you said, because you kind of hit it on the head. Um, what do you got on that offensive uh, thing? Or you I, I don't, before you, before you oh. give it over to him, I got yeah. something that I want to ask you. Yeah. What did you take? If you can't comment on this, what did you take from that scene? That when when Ice Cube said that to him, what did you take from that? Honestly, it was very symbolic. It's it's borderline slavery, you know, mentality. When you are, it, it's it's three words. Again, I'm quoting: "Run, nigga, run." But the reality of what that line is saying is, you got no choice. Yep. I got you. I got you. And you want this future, you want this, you're not only going to run, but you're going to run as fast as I say you need to run. You're going to run, and you're going to jump as high as I tell you you need to jump. You know what I mean? You yep. do whatever I need you to do, because, and, and that's what the slaves have to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. They, they they owned you for from a certain perspective, and, the, and, and that scholarship is like that. Again, it's not the same as working a job through college. No. That's totally no, – no, no. you can tell your employer – uh, I'm gonna cut back on hours this week. I want a few extra. You know what I mean? You, you you're in control there to an extent. Mm-hmm. Your your whole life ain't dependent on that. That scholarship has you, and if you if you leave that scholarship, which you could, plenty of people don't go to college and don't have scholarship. Right. You just want to face that burden in a different way. So if you want that, you're gonna feel that pressure. Now the movie don't go into it, but in real life, um, if you at any you know, program that's of any significance. You also got the pressure of social media. You got the news. You got reporters. You got um, all kind of things that are coming at you as well. That just totally different levels of pressure and stress that some of us mere mortals don't really. You know what I mean? So I, I get it. Right. It's a it's a total of pressure. That that those three words really say so much. They do. Yep. And that's why I wanted to ask you about that because yeah. I could have. You know, you can just add so much, but I don't, you know, we, we, we have a time limit that we're trying to stay within. So yeah. uh, on that one, yeah, true. Did you have anything to add to uh, to that uh, part of the the question? Um, just real quick. I mean, one thing that I would take from that, that opening scene, even when, you know, Malik was talking on the field and uh, the coach approached him and, and told him, you know, 
so many words. You, you ain't the superstar. I mean, you you know, you're not you're not this, you're not that. I got other people in the field that can do this and that. I think what I got from that whole opening just scene um, is that you know Malik came into an area where it was it was an eye opener. It was it was a reality check because you know you do get those people that that come on you know to a certain scene. And they may have been treated and done things a certain way before that. Now they're stepping into something else where it's totally different. And I even look at that in my own uh, life. You know, one area of my aspect of life, I may have been able to not necessarily skate by. I don't want to make it seem that way. But I could do things and certain things would happen and that would be okay. But now going up into a different um, you know, avenue in life, I understand that, no, there are some things I'm going to have to do more of in order to get where I need to go. And that's what I took from it, that, you know, it's not an easy walk. You got to do some work. And um, that was, you know, kind of what I got from that. But as far as what you guys are saying, I, I definitely agree um, to the fullest. Um, I'm, you know, I've been in college. Um, I understand that, you know, other people have more, um advantages than others um and i do understand that you know it, it does there's a difference i mean there's there's definitely a difference there so um i understand that so it, it's funny you touch on that scene because real quick if y'all remember morris chestnut confronted him in the tunnel mm -hmm. and he, he told him man he said look man you the you the weak link the on this team, bro. Uh, yep. yep he said he said he said I got a lot riding on this. Now, yep. understand, he talking about things that he didn't go into in that movie. Mm -hmm. That's right. his future. He he's playing the system. He's playing right. the game, right? Right. And he's he's not the freshman. He right. He's the upperclassman guy. And and Malik is coming from high school where he is that guy. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it speaks to what you're saying. He coming into where where bro, you now the weekly? Wait, you was the star. Yep. So that is a shocker, and and he's he's starting to get a glimpse of, of the reality of how you have to perform. Yep. This ain't no and, free ride. And that's they, the difference that they got. Like that that even, not only that, but we can even take it a step further. And I was just thinking about it when you were saying that is, there's so much pressure to perform, and you see it in sports where people people may not realize this when you're on scholarship. They don't stop recruiting your position. No. They look mm -hmm. to replace you. So, again, mm -hmm. the pressure to perform is there because guess what? That next year, they're probably going to bring somebody in at your position, depending on the sport. You know, there's probably going to be somebody coming in trying to take your spot, somebody working behind you now to take your spot. So yep. there's constant pressure on you to perform. Uh, I mean, you can even take it the next step. Look at the uh, Packers. They drafted a quarterback in the first round this year. They still got a quarterback who's performing at a high level. Why are they drafting? Because if that quarterback that they have don't continue to perform at that level, guess what's going to happen? Next man up. <laughs> Next man up. We're going to go ahead and we can replace you. Don't ever think you're not replaceable. To, you to, to, to touch on that, to, when I was talking about how I really don't prefer the, the college to become the pros, right? Right. But it does mimic it from a perspective in exactly what you're saying. Yep. And I just – Totally off topic, so excuse me, viewers. But, Fox, the NBA has guaranteed contracts for most, you know, they players. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
that's something that that creates a different type of atmosphere than we talking about in this college or the NFL or that kind. I, I really want to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really want to. Um, and I'm gonna put a mental note in it. Take a note. Uh, the truth. I want us to maybe talk about the different dynamics of how that, just how it's, the league is structured, how that may impact play mentalities. Um, the things that we talk about like right it. now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about guaranteed think about the money. psych. You remember? You remember? Yeah, but think about it. You remember in the movie? Uh, I forgot when he was at the meet, and that dude hawked him on that back end, and you were like, Woo! "Man, I said that's yeah. a problem, bro. <laughs> you can't, you can't be doing that. Otherwise, guess what? Yeah. They're gonna be looking to replace you. Yes, you know? And then what happens when they replace you? That scholarship's gone. Yes, yeah. sir. Yep. They, they sometimes they'll say, "Hey, we'll give you a partial." And you can earn it back. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll take the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Gone. And and so I just think that it's a really interesting angle when you could try to compare because that psyche is totally different when it's guaranteed. Which may be why some of those NBA players they get that big payday, and it's a it's kind of a notorious thing. You it's it's really tricky. You sign a player when he performed on that last year of his deal. <laughs> yep. We see that time and time again, and, time and then. Again. They steal that money. They steal that yep. money. I mean, you and I'm just going to stick with the hometown. You're talking about Austin Crozer, stole money. You're talking about one of uh, yep. Spoken Word's favorite players, Roy Hibbert. He stole that money, right? <laughs> he stole that money. And, and uh, I, he used to text me all the time about Roy Hibbert. I'm, that's all don't, I'm going to say. Is it a lot of or is it? Don't do, is don't it, do a spoken word. Don't do it. Pass, pass it up. Pass it up. <laughs> I'm going to leave it on that. I'm going to leave it on that. Go ahead. Musa. Go ahead, Chase. Musa. <laughs> oh man uh so the next so we're gonna dive into the next um basically the next discussion so um just kind of what you know stuck out to me in the movie so which will lead into our next uh, conversation um the first thing opening up you know you see this big crowd of people they're out enjoying you know freshman rush week you know coming into the school you know a lot of laughter a lot of playing all that stuff and then you see Malik just kind of walking through the crowd and, you know, he's going inside and he gets on the elevator with this, with this other young lady. Um, uh, her name is Kristen, we find out, but, you know, just another uh, Caucasian lady that walks onto the elevator with Malik and they're standing next to each other and Malik looks at her, she looks at him and she starts to clutch her purse as if <laughs> Malik is going to steal this purse away from her. Uh, that was the very first thing I noticed when opening up this movie, and this this Ooh. brings to our next topic about um, you know double standards and stereotypes. Um, how do you feel that was portrayed in that movie, and is some of those particular stereotypes and double standards today? It's it's so funny that you even said that. I forgot about that scene, bro. I forgot about that scene uh, because there's so much other stuff in the movie. But that's so that's so true. It's it happens. It's so relevant. Um, and and I, when we talk about the double standards, I'm gonna come from a completely different angle. That I just want some of the viewers. Maybe you live this, so you understand it. Maybe you live it and you don't even realize it. The stresses of sometimes when you in this, I'm, I'm black man. You know, I worry about things that other people may not have to worry about. And so when it comes to a certain double standard, think about how that impacts though. I don't see, um, and it ain't got to be color. I'm a guy. Yeah. I'm not. Clutch, 
I'm not clutching my wallet when a woman's in the elevator, right? Yeah, yeah. But as a black man, as a black woman, if she was in there, she ain't clutching her purse. If if, if uh, you know, a lot of times if that white man in a suit comes in, so yeah. it's all about perception. It's bias, and we all are vulnerable to it. That's why I want people to understand when they talk about that black lives. It's not really anything other than saying we want to matter as well. But people can't get past it. But really, we all are impacted by this bias and this privilege. And she really went into that. Um, she really, really went into that. And she, she didn't even realize she was doing it, I bet. But later in the movie, her character developed, you know, into different ways. Um, but, but Fox, what do you think? When you think about that scene in real life, it, am, I, am, I, am I off on that? No, no. I, I think what you said is, is very true. Um, I think we all are vulnerable. Uh, you know, like you said, but the reality as far as uh, just from my experience would be that are the, those are the type of situations that you run into uh, more so than not, uh, yeah. where it involves a person of, you know, Caucasian uh, doing or performing such actions when it comes to a person of color. Uh, to be quite honest with you, um, I can I can go uh, in an elevator and uh, say I you know just came from playing ball or something working out, and a Caucasian guy could uh, you know come in the elevator same thing and there'll be a a, a white woman in the uh, elevator. She will uh, tell you nine times out of ten she's going to lean more towards moving towards his side than she would my side. Yep. That's just Most the reality. Definitely. Most definitely. Um, so unfortunately, like you said, there are bias. And and sometimes people aren't even aware that they do it. Oh yeah, um, just you know what I mean. So it just and, yeah, you know, it, unconsciously it happens. It's it's just a, a behavior uh, that they have. Um, and I'll even go as far as saying this, kind of ex expanding this part of the conversation for both of you to kind of chime in. One thing the reality is, in college, and when when not when I when I went to college where I was at school, uh, even going to visit other schools and different things like that. The reality is that you come across people from so many different walks of life, so many different backgrounds, so many different exposures. It's crazy. Um, like I know someone who, I mean, literally, and we're in 2020, and uh, I know someone who, who has told me, hey, I don't have much experience with black people. So he'll, ask, you know, he'll ask questions. But it's crazy to think because it's not I'm not even talking about a young guy, you know, but from where he's from, he just has not been exposed to people of color. So mm. think about it from people who come from those situations. When you do get around a person of color, think about how the media and the stereotypes and how people of color are depicted in even in a lot of movies. Think about those things. People don't realize those weigh into your consciousness and how you see people. So, you know, that's, I guess that's my, my two cents on it, but I'll definitely say, um, even with that, take it a step further. What we, what are we experiencing today in society? Yeah. We're talking about racial injustice. Yeah. We talk about the social injustice, the racism, but one thing that even everybody has to understand, you're not born a racist. That's a behavior that's learned. Yep. That's taught. So if you think about the character Remy in this movie, 
He didn't come to school a racist. He came to school, and, you know what I mean? He didn't come to school racist. And, and part of the movie, matter of fact, him and Omar, uh, Omar Epps or Malik, I should say, you know, they were at the, I think like a little bar or something playing a game together. Yep. You know, he, you know, he was out mingling with people. What it was is like a lot of people, he struggled to fit in and trying to find his place. Yeah. And with that, he was exposed to some Nazis who then taught him to hate. Yeah. And that's what people got to understand. You ain't born a racist. It's a behavior that was that was taught. You know, it's a learned behavior, something that you see, something that you learn. And I just wanted to touch on that because that's something else that was, I mean, again, so many different things in the movie. But one other thing I wanted to point out was that you got to understand that you experience. A, I mean, you meet so many different people, so many different backgrounds. But understand how this movie and like you said, character development in the movie, you had a guy who came in just an innocent lost guy who wasn't exposed to much to a guy who got to this school and was like, whoa, it wasn't what he thought. I can say that even for myself. College wasn't what I thought. You know, it's, it's some, some things you get exposed to, some things, you know, maybe come a little bit faster than what you thought. But for him being lost in those situations, he ended up in that situation that he was in, got involved with some guys who uh, were <laughs> uh, racist and the rest it's was funny. history in that movie. It's funny you say that because the the poetic way that I view it is, you know, this guy came in at a, as a blank slate. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. And I think when you when you go further into the movie, obviously we see the 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 change, his desire to be in a group to fit in because he see everybody else paired off, right? Mm -hmm. So so he's just like, where can I fit in? That's why when he's at that frat house. He's really talking to himself because the guy ain't paying no attention to him. Right. He, he said, what What do you think they got to do to get in here? Get in I here. do it. Yeah. And, and you see him in his... Whatever I it is. It. Yep. Whatever, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yep. Please let me in, right? Because he's craving that. And I think what happens is you see that internal struggle later mm -hmm. in the movie where he's really battling everything that he was before he had this, this like complete change and it's um it's a internal battle i don't really think he was like that inside no i think that he was a blank slate that had that he was exposed to it like you jumping into a the, the the arctic ocean and it's cold right it was a shock to his system and to survive it he just mimicked it right yep but he didn't have that in his heart and that you know, we 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 jumping around, so we see where he he kills himself. Mm -hmm. He kills himself. That that scene was where he just he didn't know what he lost himself in this. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. That's how I was going to say it. He lost himself. He lost. I mean, himself. he lost himself in that, and it's like some of the people are more confident in their convictions whether they racist or not. They could handle that different. You know what I mean? Yep. They wouldn't have killed themselves there. That would have just been, you know, some type of shootout or something. Yep. But in that, he's just like, I don't know. I, I think it, because it takes a lot when you break it down psychology-wise, what it takes to actually kill yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that's really, really telling on how we're all sponges and, and we kind of absorb what's around us. And if you... If, if that's not really what you've been taught, but you still could absorb it, you got to be careful. 